Greetings. I'm Jay Severin. It is Monday, May 6th. This is Investigation of the Giant Pod. Investigation? It's not an investigation at all. It's Invasion of the Giant Pod Pundit. Number 33, Comey Comedy Excelsior. Invasion of the Giant Pod Pundit with Jay Severin. You know, I'm still accepting congratulations via Twitter. And uh, those always welcome Wells Fargo gift certificates uh, at the office for my explanation slash prediction of this week's news in our last episode called Firestop. I just didn't know it would be this big, even though we maybe can't see it easily at the moment. It is bound to be profoundly important, and I hope also a virtual explosion of news. Firestop is a Democrat tactic, which has in fact been launched and will very quickly grow in size and decibels, choreographed between the Democrats and their friendly news uh, thugs, until at least 30% or so of our fellow citizens, the stupid America, uh, believe the false to be the true. That is, to be very minimally repetitive, I promise. That is, the Democrats, given the utter collapse of the Mueller report, it's like getting a phone call saying, our, our, uh, our, our artillery or you know, our Air Force, have been they badly wounded? Well, actually, they're all gone. Okay, The utter collapse of the Mueller report, And the emergence of new crucial evidence pointing to the Dems commission of a number of serious federal crimes have suddenly decided, have the Democrats, to pull a classic political switcheroo. Stop, throw up their hands, say, okay, okay, maybe I did something, maybe, but not nearly as bad as they, and only because they did it first. They did it, they did it first. And it was really them, not us. Anyway, by accepting some possible blame for some minor wrongdoing, the Democrats perversely get to ride the wave of that news that they created, and which isn't good for them, it just isn't real bad. Rather than the far more serious stuff for which they were about to be pinched, they plead guilty to the lesser crime, and the Democrats you know, change the subject and get back on the offensive. Voila, a fire stop, so-called. This prediction made here Friday limped during the weekend into an ugly reality, short of a major story, but still evolving fairly brutally, but only minimally because it was, of course, the weekend, week's black hole of news, If you have anything bad to announce, announce it on a Friday or Saturday morning. The best is Friday. And traditionally, as I suspect you know, that's where everyone that can time the release of news, because all news is good or bad for you, certainly if you're in public life, you time it to, if it's bad, to go on a Friday afternoon. So the Democrats were playing the timing card that way. 
and because the establishment media ignored the news. The establishment media, I mean the New York Times, the Washington Post, Time Magazine, NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, absolutely nullified the political news in this country because they can. And in that light, two of them, actually, two lights, we consider the Democrat slash media partnership on display in the past couple days, which will yield the news of what's coming tomorrow and this week. Uh, ahead of time, here, meaning, yes, on time, here. Firstly, I know all too well the power of the media to spin a story for their side. I have known the frustration of going to a newspaper that's dying for news, but they won't run it because a certain congressman is their guy, and that congressman spiked the story that was good for my guy, bad for their guy. Understandable, just hideously uh, wrong. I am, however, still surprised in some cases witnessing the still undiminished, virtually absolute power that the media have to kill bad news that doesn't suit them, no matter how crucial to our democracy that news may be, and how brazenly they snuff out stories that damage Democrats and play up all the ones that may lay a question against Republicans you see that model, yes? A story about Republicans that might be bad if it's someday proven true will be reported as the lead story on CNN tonight. And it will throw in the legally uh, disclaiming words, if true. If true, that Trump sleeps with barnyard animals made especially more distasteful, distasteful in uh, the uh, alleged fact that the farm animals were at the time under 16 years of age. If true, this could be bad for the president. You have a story like that tomorrow. You can make up an idiot, put him in a room, and say, make up a bad thing, and just put if true on, on the front of it, and we'll run it every night. Whereas if you walk in with a story with evidence, nay, proof of wrongdoing on the part of one of the you know, saints of the Democrat Party, they're not going to run it. It used to be they would put it on, you know, page 19 or at, you know, 48 minutes into the broadcast, they do a quick, like, 15-second hit from the desk. Now they just crush it. They refuse to report it. Newsmen and women deciding not whether something is news, but just whether they want you to see it. To wit, what has been and remains one of the biggest political stories in American history every day for three years now. But suddenly, when that story seems to turn against their lefty pals, it is, what story? Hello, stranger. Not a story? You be the judge. On Friday afternoon, the pre-disbarred, pre-indicted, pre-disgraced, pre-imprisoned, pre-shamed, former FBI Director James Comey. He, one of the Trump accusers, chief Trump accusers, then chief denier of anything so utterly ridiculous as the notion 
that, as was surprisingly revealed by Attorney General William Barr last week, there is evidence candidate Donald Trump and his staff and his family were spied on. Trump spied on. Absurd. Fevered right-wing conspiracy, said Comey. Last week, had Comey went on the road making about a million other media appearances to ridicule Trump and any remote possibility of spying ever having occurred against him, ever. Absurd. And then, suddenly, on Friday, three days ago, something happened, as we say in politics. And, said that way, it never means something good. We can together assume what Comey was told. We can together assume roughly by whom. But it would be difficult to imagine without eyewitness testimony how violently the suddenly-to-be-disgraced Comey must have barfed. Hours Hours later, Comey appeared on a big California radio show, and when asked the money question, he made genuinely shocking American history by saying, and I quote, Look, look, of course! You getting this? Look, look, of course we had a counterintelligence operation of surveillance running against Trump. What? Again, quote, look, look, of course we had a counterintelligence operation of surveillance running against Trump. And you see, that proves my point. What? If we... Oh, and suddenly it's we? Who's we, white man? How many people you got with you now? If we had wanted to hurt Trump, that's what everyone's saying, we want to hurt Trump, why wouldn't we have leaked that? You heard this, right? Just now, I didn't make it up. Comey has been out there. You couldn't have avoided him no matter how often or how never you watch the news. You have heard or seen Comey, and probably both calling Trump, you know, everything but a patriot and denying that not only did he have nothing to do in any possible uh, breaking of the law, but it's impossible that it happened. And on Friday, I said, I'm going to share it with you again. He said, and I quote, look, look, of course we had a count. Of course? After three years? Of course we had a counterintelligence operation of surveillance running against Trump. And you see, that proves my point. If we had wanted to hurt Trump, why wouldn't we have leaked that? I appreciate that most of what we hear these days lacks the ability to shock. But you just heard something that ought somehow to take your breath away if you're an American citizen. Cause you to spit out your pasta, even if you're not eating any. What? You what? You what? Comey, big straight arrow FBI guy. Big butter and egg man from Perth Amboy. Big Boy Scout. Comey, you what? Of course? We spied? Of course? And now, now you say you were lying to the nation? Were we lying then or lying now? And it, it, what'd you say? It proves your point? What point would that be? It proves your point that you didn't leak. Oh, wait, 
So you do leak now. You do know what that word means, Comey. You toad. You, it proves your point that you didn't leak it to hurt Trump. So you do leak. And that you didn't leak it. You, you didn't leak that you were running a spying operation on a private citizen and his family and his business, violating federal law, and that you were out for the last year making 10,000 paid appearances, telling everybody how absurd it was to believe anything else proves your point? It proves that you are a domestic enemy of the Constitution of the United States of America. It proves that, okay. And, and biggest of all, what about your story to every living American until this moment that you didn't even consider such a thing? Why change your story now? But hold the phone. We know why. Why is to save your own lying, law-breaking, left-wing ass, you prick. In gentler terms, to which I am not at this moment very much inclined, but in the words of a much, much smarter man, Victor David Hansen of Stanford, quote, Comey is unhinged. I very greatly admire Mr. Hansen. I trust he won't for the moment mind my sticking with Comey, you lying left-wing prick. Enter, stage left, the sneering media and the Pelosi Democrats digging, backpedaling furiously to buttress their fire stop. That is, well, yes, we might have done something along those lines at some point. I'm not sure. I, I forget the details. You'll have to go ask uh, the Department of Meat Inspection. I, I, don't, I don't recall. But only because we were forced to, to save the nation from Mr. Trump's good friend, Vladimir Putin. And bingo. And yes, I do mean barfo. Thank you. The moment she bears her fangs, she loves to suck you the blood. The minute she bears her fangs, that hag will have 30% of the stupid America believing her. This is the moment people in a democracy must have truth. But in this hectic mess, where's Waldo? Where's the media? Where in this maelstrom, in this, uh, in this, in this, profound maelstrom, where is our so-called fourth estate, our fourth branch of government, as they are known no longer? Where is the press? Where's Waldo? Well, behold our press. Behold journalists turned to cheap jehornalists, lured into dereliction of their once proud duty by what? A few dollars? Sloth, lassitude brought on by now years of the vanished need for real reporting, instead punching a button on a smartphone and calling that research, currying favor with the universal left-wing media business so you can get a book deal or perhaps even a contributor deal on CNN. Wow. For what pale rewards do you abandon the most sacred canons of your, our, once most respected profession. 
Jehornalist indeed. Let's watch this story closely. As I said on Friday, if I guessed right, and of course I did because I am never guessing, we are catching a monumental story at its inception. We are at Jaws. We are at uh, Haleiwa on the North Shore. We're at Turtle Bay, if we want to be a little safer. But we see a wave coming, and we're well in front of it to catch it the way we like. What we do with it remains to be seen. You will not, I promise, be bored. Unless, of course, the media does snuff out or twist this story to death before patriots can finally recognize and rally. I'm grateful for your time and attention, such as they are. Do join me on Twitter. Be back soon. I'm Jay Severin. Excelsior.